Thank you so much for that prayer, Chris. Just a perfect intro introduction for my message this morning. Well, this morning um, we are coming back to our series on the attributes of God. The last four weeks, our focus has been local evangelism. We heard from Cindy Thalen, the director of our Beacon of Hope. We heard from Pastor Chad. We heard from Pastor Dan. And now we're coming back to this series. This morning we are looking at the ninth of 15 attributes of God. And our focus this morning is the truthfulness of God. Now I know this is easy to say about each of the attributes. But I want to challenge you this morning. I think this attribute is more important than perhaps you may have ever known. The more I studied this, the more I realized how the truthfulness of God is foundational to everything we believe, everything that we hold to. The main text that I will be using this morning is John chapter 17, verses 17 through 19. John chapter 17, verses 17 through 19. We will be looking at other scriptures as well. But let me read that short passage for you. This is Jesus' high priestly prayer in John chapter 17. And this is what he prays. Sanctify them. And he's praying for us. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself that they also may be sanctified in truth. Well, our first point this morning is the truthfulness of God. God's truthfulness means that he is the God of truth and speaks only the truth. God is the author of truth. He is the source of truth. He is the determiner of truth. He is the final judge of all truth. He is the ultimate standard of all truth. In John chapter 18, Jesus stands before Pilate. And Pilate says to him, are you a king? And Jesus says, you say rightly that I am a king. For this reason, I was born, and for this reason, I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. I want you to think about that. For this reason, I was born, and for this reason, I came into the world to bear witness to the truth. And then Pilate asks his famous question, what is truth? To put it in one word, truth is reality. It is the way things really are. It's the way things actually are. Truth is not how things may appear to us to be. Truth is not what we want something to be. Truth is not what the majority in our culture says. Truth is not what some exit poll may determine really is. 
Truth is what God says. God's word is truth. What God speaks is truth because he is the author of truth. It is so interesting, and you may have heard this old saying before, you don't have to make the Bible relevant. It's always relevant. And I'm not sure there is any subject that is more relevant in our culture than this attribute of God, this truth that we're looking at this morning. Because we live in a culture right now where there's confusion, mass confusion over what is true. Can marriage be anything we want it to be? How many genders are there? Can someone transition from one gender to another, or are you always the gender you were born to be? Is a child in the womb an actual person? Or is it simply unformed, unfeeling, mass of tissue? Who gets to say what is right and what is wrong? Who gets to determine what is true? And I want to share with you this morning that things are true only because God says they are true. Now, we have our arguments from reason. And we present our reasons for why this may be true. Or why we believe this is true. And those are good things. But ultimately, don't ever be ashamed of the fact that even if someone totally rejects your line of reasoning, it is still true because God says it is true. Because he is the determiner of all truth. The late theologian and philosopher Francis Schaeffer, one of his famous statements was that if society has no moral absolutes, then society will become the absolute. So, if there are no moral absolutes that transcend culture and society, then immediately society itself will fill that vacuum. They will tell you what is true. They will tell you what is right and wrong, and it is ever-changing depending on who is in power and who has influence. Schaefer was right. If we have no moral absolutes, then society itself then becomes our moral absolute. You see, truth is that which is consistent with God himself. Truth is that which is consistent with the mind of God. It is all which is consistent with the will of God, the glory of God, and the being of God. Everything about him and everything that he speaks is the sole determiner of truth. Everything that does not line up with the holiness of God and the perfections of God is not true. God 
is the standard and the source of all truth. Now, if you remember nothing else this morning when you leave, I want you to remember that statement. God is the standard and the source of all truth. So we say, that's what our society needs, the truth. And it is. But let us be careful. Because if God's truth is the truth, truth itself, and we believe that, then truth possesses the power to make demands upon our lives. If it is really the truth, then it can make demands on every one of our lives. Truth is never just interesting. It's never a mere suggestion. It's never something for us to simply ponder or consider. It's never simply one option of many voices out there. Truth is sovereign. Truth has the right to rule your life. Let me say that again. Truth has the right to rule your life. Truth is demanding. Truth calls for a verdict. Truth requires our response. We cannot simply learn the truth and be a hearer of the truth without being a doer of the truth. That would be the ultimate act of hypocrisy. It is incumbent upon every single one of us to incorporate the truth into our lives by obedience and by faith. It is incumbent upon us to incorporate the truth of God into our lives by obedience and by faith. Think with me this morning. No one can be saved apart from the truth. No one can be sanctified. No one can grow in Christ. No one can change to be like Christ apart from the truth. The truth is absolutely essential. In Romans 10 it says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ because Christ is the truth teacher. And that brings us to our main passage for this morning. Now some of you may remember when I preached on this passage, it would have been just about a year and a half ago, when I preached through the Gospel of John. And we came to the high priestly prayer of Jesus, which I actually preached on in three different parts. And in John 17, verses 17 through 19, it starts out with verse 17. Sanctify them with the truth, your word is truth. Jesus is praying to the Father for you, for me. Sanctify them with the truth. Your word is truth. If you remember, I said at that time that this is one of the most important verses in the New Testament. This is a verse we should all memorize. It's short, has an easy reference. John 17, 17. Sanctify them in the truth. 
your word is truth. The word sanctify here refers to sanctification, which means our growth in Christ, becoming like him, maturing in him, relying on him, depending on him. But here the word sanctify also means, and this is at its root as a word, to set apart. Set apart. To sanctify means to be set apart from the world and to be set apart to God. And that's critically important. Sanctification is being set apart from the world and being set apart to God. And that last part is, is extremely important. Because there have been groups of Christians throughout history who have wanted to be separated from the world, so they go off and they live a kind of monastic, isolated life, having nothing to do with the world. That's not sanctification. Sanctification is not only being set apart from the world, it's being set apart to God. But what's important here and for this message this morning is you can't be sanctified apart from the Word of God. You can't. Your reading of the Word of God, your listening to the Word of God, your studying the Word of God, your memorization of the Word of God, your meditation on the Word of God is how you grow. You can't just say, I want to grow. You grow by giving yourselves to the Word of God. And that's why we believe that the Word of God is so important and to be taught to every age group in this church because it is the only way we grow. Sanctify them in the truth, Father. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. Jesus was born into this world to go to the world, to live the truth and to proclaim the truth, and now he sends us into the world. No, we don't go live some isolated life to live in some plastic bubble somewhere? No. Jesus has sent us into the world to believe the truth, to live the truth, to proclaim the truth. That's why we just had local evangelism month. Because it is our responsibility to live and proclaim the truth before a watching world as you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world but we go to the world with the truth. With the truth. Verse 19, And for their sake I consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctified in truth. The word construction here is extremely important. The word consecrate in this particular content, context it has been helpful as I just went through the Gospel of John. The word consecrate means to sacrifice here. Jesus is saying, and for their sake, Father, I am about to give my life as a sacrifice for their sins. I am about to die that they may know you, that they may be forgiven, that they may have eternal life, that I might rise from the dead for their sakes, I consecrate myself. 
so that they may now know the truth, understand the truth, live the truth, and proclaim the truth. And for their sake, I consecrate myself that they also may be sanctified in truth. God is truth, and he speaks only truth. God's truthfulness does not originate in this world, but comes to us from above. Okay, God's truth does not come from this world. It comes from heaven. It comes from God. It comes from heaven. Truth does not originate with man. Man gives opinions. God gives truth. Okay? Man gives you opinions. God gives you the truth. Truth must be given Folks, this is so important. Truth must be given by divine revelation. God is the truth. God the Father is the truth. God the Son is the truth. God the Holy Spirit is the truth. Jesus is identified as the truth. John 14, 6 is one of the most quoted verses in all of the Bible. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The reason it is so often quoted this verse is to show that the gospel is exclusive. It is you can only come to the Father one way through Jesus and that is true and that's why we quote it so often but I want you to see this morning the reason that the gospel is exclusive is because Jesus is the truth. The reason the gospel is exclusive is because Jesus is the truth. I'm going to come back to this a little later in the message, but Jesus is not a truth. He is the truth. The definite article, the, here, is critically important. It does not say Jesus is a truth. It says Jesus is the truth. There is no truth outside of the Lord Jesus Christ. He has a monopoly on the truth. Not only does Jesus speak the truth, he is the truth. There is no redemptive truth. There is no salvation truth outside of Christ. That means, this is how important this is, that means every other religion in the world does not tell the truth. That means that every other religious teacher in the world does not tell the truth. That is powerful and it is controversial. If Jesus is the truth and every other religion in the world is false, only Jesus tells the truth. But not only Jesus, but the Holy Spirit is identified as the Spirit, capital S, as the Spirit of truth. We learned this. 
We went over this in the Gospel of John, John 15, 26. Jesus, in the upper room discourse, says to his disciples, but when the Helper, the Holy Spirit, but when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. The Helper, the Holy Spirit, is the Spirit of truth. John 16, 13, same setting, upper room discourse. Jesus teaching his disciples before he goes to the cross. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. When, disciples, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. The truth does not come from man. It comes from heaven. It comes from God. It comes by divine revelation. Well, our second point this morning is absolute and universal. God's truthfulness is absolute and is the sole and ultimate standard for what is right and wrong. God's truthfulness is absolute and is the sole and ultimate standard for what is right and wrong. Truth makes exclusive claims when it speaks. Whenever the Bible speaks of truth, and this is, I'm going to come back to where I was before when we looked at John 14, 6. Whenever the Bible speaks of truth, it has an indefinite article, the, in front of it. It never, not just in John 14, 6, but in every place where it speaks of the word of truth, when it speaks of the word of God, it is the truth, not a truth. And that that little distinction, every jot and tittle of the Bible is so important, folks. It is the truth. It is the truth. In 2 Timothy 2.15, it is called the word of truth. You should know 2 Timothy 2.15. Well, maybe not all of you. It's the Iwanaverse. Be diligent present yourselves approved to God, workmen who do not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing what? The word of truth. Be diligent to present yourselves to God as workmen who do not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Folks, do you know why we have Awana? Because we want our children to learn the truth. Of all the good things about the Awana ministry, and Awana, if you're not familiar, is an international ministry. Of all the good things about Awana, the main thing, the most important thing, is that our children 
are being taught the truth, God's truth. Any departure from the word of God, any departure from the word of God is to pursue that which is not true. It is to pursue that which is an error. It is to pursue that which is a lie. Be careful what you spend your time on. Be careful what you spend your time reading. Because any departure from the word of God is to pursue that which is not true, that which is a lie. It is to pursue that which is false. Satan is presented in the Bible as the antithesis of the truth. God equals truth. Satan equals lies. Easy to remember. God equals truth. Satan equals lies. John 8:44. Jesus said, "You are of your father the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires." He was a murderer from the beginning. And does not, now watch this, and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the, excuse me, and the father of lies. He does not. He does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Now think about this, John chapter 8. Jesus addressed this statement to the most religious and outwardly spiritual people on the face of the earth at that time in history the Pharisees. That's who he says this to. To the most religious people in the world at that time in history. And he says to them, you're of the devil and you do not stand in the truth. Romans 3, 4, 11 in the New King James Version. Let God be true and every man a liar. Romans 3, 4. Let God be true and every man a liar. You want truth? Then go to the source of truth, God himself. Truth is absolute. It is concrete. There is right and there is wrong. And it draws a very distinct line in the sand. And sometimes people are critical of us because we say something is right and something is wrong, but we have no other choice because the truth teaches us. It teaches every single one of us this is right and this is wrong. Truth is discriminating. Okay, you can't have multiple truths. It's either true or it's false. If these are right, or it's wrong. Truth is entirely incompatible, excuse me, incompatible with the wisdom of this world and the teachings of men. The truthfulness of God. 
Now, I want to end this message this morning with something I think is very important related to this subject, and that is this. God's truthfulness is for everyone, everywhere, in every part of the world. God's truthfulness is for everyone, everywhere, in every part of the world. And I say that because I believe this particular attribute of God has massive, massive implications for world missions, massive implications for world evangelization. Folks, truth is true for everyone in every place. Truth is true everywhere in every culture, in every situation without exception. The truth transcends cultures. It transcends societies. It transcends generations. It transcends gender. It transcends age groups. Consequently, there's not one way of looking at life in one part of the world and another way of looking at life in another part of the world. In other words, you can't have like one truth over here and a different truth over there and another truth over there and another truth back there. It doesn't matter what country we are in, what people group we are ministering to, there is but one book of truth and it is the word of God. One book of truth that stands above all other books, more important than any book in the whole universe. And it is the word of God. So when Craig and Shelley Schaefer minister to the Kora people group in Indonesia, yes, they work hard at learning the heart language of the people. Yes, they work hard at learning about the culture and customs of that people group. But they do it so that they can teach them and preach to them and proclaim to them the truth of God. The same truth we're teaching is the same truth they're teaching in Indonesia. The same truth that missionaries and people groups all around the world are teaching. It is the same truth. Different languages, different cultures, but always, always the same truth. Now, the critics of the Bible and the critics of Christianity accuse us of forcing ourselves on other peoples and cultures. They're very critical of our missionary efforts. They say you are taking your traditions, your customs, and you're trying to force them on people of different customs and cultures. You know what they say? They say you are ethnocentric. Ethnocentrism means taking your private, personal viewpoint on the world, your particular customs and traditions, and going around the world and saying, what, the way I do it is the way everybody has to do it. 
Folks, we're not taking to the world our customs and traditions. We're taking to them the truth of God. We are lovingly presenting to them not our traditions, not American ways of life. We are lovingly proclaiming to them the one and only truth of God. To not tell them the truth of God, to not tell them how to be saved, to not tell them how they can know God, to not tell them how they can have eternal life would be the most unloving thing we could possibly do. You see, the truth doesn't stutter nor stammer. It is always clear. So no matter where people are on the globe, it is the truth of God that they need to hear. It is universal. The truth is the same for every person in every people group around the world. Folks, if we don't have the truth of God, we don't have anything. We have nothing. Nothing. The great Russian novelist Fedor Dostoevsky once said, if there is no God, then the whole world is chaos. He's right. If we don't know the truth, we don't know how to be saved. We don't know how to be forgiven. We don't know how to go to heaven. We don't know how to have a relationship with God. We don't know how to have a marriage. We don't know how to raise our kids. We don't know how to live each and every day. Praise God. Praise God for his truth. Let's pray. Father, we pray as our Savior prayed for us, sanctify us in the truth. Your word is truth. Remind us over and over again that all truth comes from you. Help us, oh, Father, help us to believe the truth, to obey the truth, to teach the truth, and to be thankful for the truth. For without your truth, we would not know right from wrong, and we would not know the way of salvation. Oh God, help this church. Help this church to be brave and courageous defenders of your truth. In Jesus' name, amen.